The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all, but let me tell you, I'm even more excited for our guest today. He is a, a modern Wealth Consultant uh, at Create Trail Wind, Drew White. Drew, thanks for joining us and sorry for butchering that. How are you, sir? <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, Cody. It's Create Tailwind. I'll, Tailwind. I'll... See, I even, I even okay. screwed that up. Okay. <laughs> uh, we had such a great time recording that we we literally, ha- I was like, Drew, we got to hit record. So I promise we're eventually, Drew's giving me uh, the, the guidance and, and the gumption of what I need to actually hit record on some of these conversations beforehand. Drew, just in case people are hearing your name, seeing your face and voice for the first time uh, on the internet, which hopefully they're not, but if they are, give us your origin story, kind of where you're from, how you got into real estate and where you find yourself real estate these days. Yeah. So um, born and raised Omaha, Nebraska, right in the Midwest. Um, You know, go big red. We talked about that beforehand, but uh, uh, (laughs) not so good anymore. Um, Kind of my origin story for real estate really began. um, I was a pediatric oncology nurse. And so I graduated nursing school. I had like 150,000 plus in student loan debt, was making around 40,000 a year. And just those numbers didn't add up. Right. I was like, "Mm, I don't, I knew nothing about money. Um, You know, so uh, my dad sat me down. He didn't have a financial background, but he was like, you know, I've heard about this Dave Ramsey guy. Here's some things you can do to pay this off basically. And uh, so I did the Dave Ramsey way, not as big of a Dave guy anymore, but um, that kicks beans and rice. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And ramen. And so that kickstarted my financial journey. Um, and if, and honestly, I I am grateful for him because I would have really not had this like kind of hunger and passion to learn if I hadn't first come across him. You know, I did the, I did a really intense paying, paying off that debt and I probably would have done it differently, but I got to zero and was like, okay, what do I do now? You know, right. Like what's the next thing? How do you, you know, how do you build wealth? And so that's really, that's really how the journey to real estate began. I heard different podcasts, you know, people that come on and you're like, what you can do what with your money and you can leverage what, you know? And so it was a process. It was a journey. I read, I honestly was one of those people who did analysis paralysis. I read so much on real estate. Um, and I was like, yeah, someday, you know, I'll do it. And then I came and I came across one day an article because I couldn't figure out how to decide. Right. That was my thing is like, okay, there's single family, there's multifamily. Where do you go? Everybody says their way is the best. And I read this article that was like, before you decide, you should just read a little bit on each topic and then figure out what sounds good to you. And I was like, okay. And I got to mobile homes and I laughed. I was like, who makes money off of mobile homes? Like nobody, you know, and then it's like 3 a.m. and I'm on the dark web about mobile homes, right? You know, you know? and like, and I, and so I find, and I end up finding this guy, I follow his podcast and I knew from my athletic background and things like I do well with a coach. And I thought, you know what? It's a low cost of entry. I still was afraid of debt. Didn't understand good debt versus bad and leveraging. So I thought I'll flip some mobile homes and I'll hire this guy to be my coach and see what happens. And uh, so that's, so that's what I did. His name was John Fedro. Um, Honestly, amazing guy. And I had my first mobile home within like 21 days of hiring him and starting his program. So that's, that's kind of my long-winded way of how I got to the real estate game. I love it. I love it. Listen, everyone's got a different origin story. I love origin stories because it, it just continues to go to show that it doesn't matter what kind of background you came from, that mm-hmm. you can find your way into real estate. You do enough 
uh, research, proper research, make sure you get from the sidelines to the playing field, right? Not analysis paralysis, but get your way in there and you can start at any point in your career. It doesn't have to be something you grew up doing. It doesn't have to, you didn't have to have a job in construction to understand it. Like you can, you can go out there and do it uh, if you know where to look and what to, what to look for. But uh, Drew, I, I would imagine, you know, we, we talked a bunch already and you've got a illustrious career thus far, but I can't imagine it's all been perfect. So uh, we brought you on today to help educate our audience and maybe some of the challenges and struggles you had and, and things that you learned from those experiences. Oh, I was only going to share like all the amazing successes. I didn't know I was supposed to come with. <laughs> I, I've had nothing bad ever. So. Different podcasts. We'll do that one. We'll do that one next time. Shoot, shoot you got the wrong guy. No, um, you can imagine flipping mobile homes. I probably have some stories, and I and I actually had to narrow down to one because I had so many that I dealt with. Um, for me, my probably the main one I would share with people is uh, it's a story of overconfidence. So I had a few deals under my belt. Kind of thought I couldn't really, you know, go wrong because even my first deal. I honestly, I would never have bought it again, but it still turned out very well. And so I kind of, I kind of got a little overconfident and I bought, you know, in the mobile home game, there's single wides and there's double wides. And so I came across a double wide and a nice park. You know, I didn't really, I wasn't as meticulous in like the way I would assess mobile homes and walk the home. I kind of walked in and, and pretty much knew like it's a double wide, it's in a good park. I'm going to make this work. But with mobile homes, you have to be very careful. You cannot do full guts, full remodels. You won't get your money back. It's not the same as single family. Um, and really with mobile homes too, you want to get something where you get it to a point it's livable and then you can sell, provide seller financing, provide notes. So that's kind of what my strategy was just as a background. Um, this one, a guy had been, this guy had been trying to remodel it and live in it for years. And I got in it and it was also an hour away from me, which became a real nuisance um, I was driving there all the time, trying to manage a handyman and I made multiple mistakes. One of the main ones I did was just going with the cheapest bid, right? I'm sure you've had people mention that. And I had this guy, you know, he, he bid materials and, you know, his cost of labor all together. And it was crazy low. And I remember even questioning on him and being like, I won't be paying you any more than this. So like, you can get it all done in this, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you sure? He's like, no, I want to do a good job for you. And so we can keep working together. I was like, okay, yeah. You know? So, uh, and then I just randomly during that same time, I get called by a mobile home park owner to come look at some homes in his park. And I go look and I find out that my handyman's been working in that park previously. And I see the work he did previously. And I was like, oh no, (laughs) this is not good. You know? So, um, I call him up and I told him like, Hey, I, I saw the work that you did in this home. And I said, you know, here's X, Y, Z that I saw wrong. I just want to make sure you're doing this, you know, correctly in my home. I get, I go check out the home and I just can't even believe like first time he ta- he calls me and tells me he's done. So I take, you know, it ends up being three and a half hours of my day. I drive out there and I even made sure like, the, you know, cause I, I did learn this from my mentor, like handymen will tell you they're done, but they're usually not. So like he was, trust he but me, verify. Yeah. So he told me like, ask him, make sure. So I said like, you're a hundred percent done with this project. Like you are done, blah, blah, you know? Yeah. And I brought like the itemized list that we had gone through and I go out there. I was so mad. Like he's not even 50% done. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? You know, and just a nightmare. It's, I mean, just, and the stuff that he has done is all wrong. And at this point I'm like, I need to fire the guy, but I don't really know you know, what to do here. Um, and so I take him itemized list, tell him he needs to finish X, Y, Z. And you know, this is not done. This isn't done properly. This isn't done properly. Basically I, I decided at this point I'm going to fire him, but you know, I let him work a little bit. I, I was, I was too kind. That's the other thing. I, I, I really didn't have like a good business owner mindset yet. 
I was just trying to like, you know, do be nice to him. I end up checking out the project after he's not there. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to tell him, thank you. I'll pay you for your work. You're out of here, you know? So I do, I tell him, thank you. And I don't know why I decided to meet him at a uh, grocery store, you know, a okay. public parking lot um, instead of meet him. Cause previously I was going through the property inspecting and then I'd pay, you know? And I also, I don't know why I'm not that smart, but I wrote out how much I was going to pay him beforehand. And I wrote the check out, you know, and I only brought one check. I didn't bring like a checkbook. And, uh, and this is important and a reason, uh, I'll explain why. So, um, meet him in the parking lot. I'm heading to my daughter's birthday party with my son in the back, you know? And, uh, so I, I, uh, I pull up in the parking lot in this high V parking lot and, uh, he comes up and he starts just, you know, I mean, immediately going off about how much this project cost him, how, how he had to sleep there. And he brought a bed out there and was sleeping there and, you know, all, and cost of gas and all of these things and all that. And I'm like, Oh, he's gonna ask for more money. Like, you know, are you kidding me? He didn't even finish the job. Like, I mean, so he's, so, you know, then he tells me he, he needs more money. And I was like, um, well, here's our contract. I, I questioned you on it and told you like, this is all I'm going to pay you. You bid it this way. Uh, I told you not to bid materials that I'd pay for material materials, you know? And, uh, you know, so it starts arguing back and forth. And then he asks me, well, how much money you got on you right now? And, uh, and, I, and that's not a good question to, no, to get asked. No. <laughs> and he was intense, uh, a much, much thicker guy than me. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so I was a little nervous and, and I, and luckily I just said, you know, this is all I'm going to pay you. And I said, and are you really asking me that question with my son in the car and in a, a public parking lot? Are you really asking me how much money I have on me? You right. know? And, uh, and so he, uh, you know, at that point he's like, well, if I take this check, I'm not getting any more money for you. And I was like, exactly. You're getting it, <laughs> you know? And so I said, you can either take this or I'm leaving. I have a, I have a kid's birthday party to get to. So you can take, and he's like, no, I'm not taking it. I was like, okay, well then I'm leaving. And then finally he grabs it. You know, I leave, I end up going on that home. I went through uh, three handymen and even when I sold it, um, you know, it was in bad condition. I had, I was very honest with the people I sold it to. I was like, you're buying this as is half the outlets don't work. I don't know why I didn't do my due diligence to figure that out beforehand, you know? And, uh, and even when I did sell it, I had some trouble with the people I sold it to. I was very honest with them. Like I was like, you know, I went through like, and showed them here's all the issues I know of. Um, there's probably more, you know, and I, I luckily doubled what I had into it, but they called me like three days later, upset about what they had bought, you know, and talking, you know, talking about legal things. And luckily I had all the right documents and, and I did write by them. I, I felt like I was like really honest and they tore out a built-in by the way, that was their fault. And that, you know, they were mad. It created a hole in the floor. <laughs> so I, I told them not to tear it out. So that's uh that's kind of my, my horror story. I just got, you know, too overconfident in that one and I shouldn't have even bought it. Well, and I think we've heard this before for some other guests that that oftentimes you you can kind of get in that space where you get in, you have some success right away. You've, you're mm -hmm. you're get a little bit out over your skis on on where you feel like you kind of are, but it sounds like there were a lot of challenges, a lot from less about like real estate and just like running a business. It sounds yeah. like just like a how to handle certain situations, what to do in these situations, you know, that sort of thing. And it's a valuable lesson, right? That you now know and you you learn from, but it was probably incredibly tough to go through at the time. And you were probably having sleepless nights, you know, I going will. through it. I was very stressed, very. And I, I changed my strategy after that too. I really went more towards homes that needed just minimal repair. You know, I stopped looking for the cheapest bid and and really doing my due diligence beforehand on the homes. I was much more careful 
Um, but it definitely it changed my strategy, which ended up being a more profitable strategy. You know, I didn't work with Joe Schmo handyman on Craigslist anymore. I just worked with real mobile home handyman who needed to fix a dishwasher for me. Um, but yeah, it was very stressful. And then I learned, yeah, that it's like, I needed to stop worrying so much about other people's feelings. Like that guy, I just should have been like, as soon as I saw the work he did in the other place said, you know, what, I think I'm gonna go in a different direction <laughs> and just paid him yeah. for his work. Um, well, so definitely a lot of lessons learned. Well, and, and that's good to hear because I think, you know, a lot of us, I, listen, I don't know the difference between a hammer and a nail. That's my partner. That's, that's his yeah. forte. That's why I'm so glad to be part of the team with him because I can leverage his skill set on that. But I think a lot of people will go into this, uh, any, any form of real estate, single family, mobile homes, multifamily, it doesn't matter. Uh, and, and dealing with either contractors or property managers are typically where you, you end up costing yourself the most money. So if you don't have that experience, leaning on a mentor or, or bringing in a partner or something like that is, is vital, but also you get what you pay for. Like yeah. to, to your point, looking for a handyman off of Craigslist isn't always going to be the best experience. Yeah. You want to make sure they're licensed experience. They have references. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see some of their other work, whether it's online or in person or whatever it may be like most people that have a reputable business and, and a good reputation behind them are going to be willing to do all of that for you. Yeah. Yep. And like, I, you know, even looking back, you mentioned this, like the references and all that. It's like, I remember doing my due diligence on this guy, but I think I had one person, you know, highly recommend him. Um, the other two didn't call me back. And so I was like, well, one's good enough. Right. You know, like, um, yeah. and, and so I think that's another thing is like, I just, you know, I kind of like skipped it because I, I, it was that overconfident thing. And my first two projects or first couple projects, I think was my, this was my fourth one. I think I didn't really need much of a handyman. And so I was just kind of like, you know, I just kind of thought I could, uh, keep, keep doing what I was doing, you know, yep. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. my mentor too, he kind of encouraged it. Cause he's like, this will be a good one. It'd be good for you to work with a handyman, um, you know, and, and, and see how that dynamic works. But in hindsight, you know, uh, there was too much work needed on the, home too. So that was the other thing, but yeah, well, uh, it's almost two lessons learned. Like what's the right, what's the right model for you from when buying a mobile home. And then also like, if you do need to work with a handyman, like what's the best way for you to approach and find the right one that fits what you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, we said it already, but cheap is not always the best <laughs> in most more times than not. It's not going to be the best. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. really not worth it. So, and the funny thing is the guy that ended up saving my bacon, uh, the handyman, you know, he was good for two jobs and then he ended up, uh, I had to fire him too later. He started trying to live in the, in the next mobile home after that. So, <laughs> you know, you might, once you find a good one, hold on to him, but you know, keep an eye on him too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's part of the process, right. And, and to yeah. your point, like it was an hour away. That was, that was tough trying to yeah. validate everything that was going on. You couldn't be there really quickly. And, I think for a lot of people getting started out, that's not always the ideal situation. The closer you can have some of your properties or assets to you, you can mm -hmm. keep a closer eye on it, especially yep. if you're, as you're learning and cutting your teeth on a lot of these things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's a similar thing that, that kind of changed my strategy. It was like, okay, I thought I could go an hour out, but 30 minutes is probably my, needs to be my max. Cause that was, it was just tough to manage, you know, doing that. Mm -hmm. So. Oh man. Well, Drew, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I think that's a good enough spot as ever to really wrap up and, and put a bow on this one, a, a ton of knowledge in this one. I, it was really great having you on. So I do appreciate it. Uh, for those that want to work with you, learn from you, invest with you, what's the best place that people can find you on the interwebs? Yeah. Thanks for having me on Cody. It's been uh, a lot of fun. 
Um, so, you know, you, people can just email me drew white at create tailwind.com. Um, that might be the easiest way. So drew white at create tailwind.com if they want to connect or, or chat or anything. Perfect. Well, listen, folks, not only about mobile homes and real estate, but if you want to talk anything about Huskers or, or being a dad, like all about it, I, I fully recommend drew for all of the above. Uh, <laughs> honestly, th- drew, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us today. It's been a pleasure, sir. Thanks, Cody. Absolutely. And thanks for all of y'all watching and listening at home. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.